This is the Weather Lounge here at Weatherworks. Hello and welcome back to the Weather Lounge. I'm your host, meteorologist Brad Miller, and I thank you for tuning into our podcast. We come to you from our Weatherworks headquarters located in Hackettstown, New Jersey. And as always, joining me today on the podcast is fellow Weatherworks meteorologist Mike Mahalik. Hey there, Mike. Hey, Brad. Good to be here, as always. Yes, it is. And, uh, you know, we're here at the uh, the end of February. And, um, you know, we have the finest producer on this <laughs> podcast. So, and, and you know what? I think I think he hijacked his rundown a little bit because I don't recall seeing this until uh, I last looked at it on Friday. So um, let, let's bring in Mike Priante, of course, our producer. But he added that he's the finest podcast producer in the business. Is this right, Mike? I, I I, I did not write that. I don't know what you're saying. I didn't uh-huh. write that at all. I think I think you're setting me up here. Are you know. setting me up here? Maybe I did write it and I just don't realize it. It was so it was a while ago. I I wouldn't I, I wouldn't self-gloat about that. I mean, maybe if I was being, you know, I like to I like to make things a little a little more difficult for both of you, <laughs> but I wouldn't like self-gloat. I mean, hey, hey now. Um Hey, you're supposed to be making stuff easier for us, not more difficult. Yeah, really. Well, no, well, no it, it it adds it adds to the value of the podcast. <laughs> it adds to the fun. Maybe not for yeah. you both, but for everyone else. So that's what okay. matters. The listeners I see. matter. You, so you throw the curveballs to keep people's attention. Yeah. Exactly. Yep. Very good. All right. Well, anyway, uh, this episode of the podcast, uh, guys, we're talking about leap year because yeah. it's 2024 and that means it's leap year. Um, so, you know, we have 29 days here in February, one extra day of winter. I was thinking the same thing. An extra winter is extended by one day. <laughs> yeah. And you want to know a fun fact about this podcast? It is the first weather lounge podcast on a leap day. Yeah. It is the 29th that this episode is coming out. That mm. may or may not have been a decision on my part, but <laughs> Hey, that's, that's all for the episode, guys. Um, the last time we we had Leap Day was uh, 2020. And if you remember that year, uh, that was when, well, besides all the issues that went on, that was the our, that was our inaugural year. That was when we started the Weather Lounge. We started that summer, right? We started in the summer, so we missed the boat. Oh, we missed the yeah, boat I guess on we did. Leap Day. So this is our, our first chance at actually doing a Leap Day episode. And so we figured, why not miss the boat again? Let's Let's do this. So... Uh, so yeah, happy leap year, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Brad. Well, uh, let's tell uh, our audience a little bit about why we're doing this episode anyway. Yeah, we had to do some research on this. I mean, uh, you know, you, you think about it. Well, can't we just add or subtract a day to the calendar whenever we want? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> but I guess that would mess a lot of things up. So we're gonna we're gonna talk about that. We're gonna link some weather data to February 29th, since it only happens once every four years. And uh, so yeah, we have a little fun with it, and uh, we'll get all to this podcast, and we'll talk much more about leap year and what a leapling is. Leapling, leapling. <laughs> yes, we'll talk about that when we come back. Hey everyone, it's Mike Prianti from the Weather Lounge here, and let me tell you, dehydration is no joke. I went through it myself once, and it's not fun. You get headaches, muscle spasms, cramps, the whole nine yards. But proper functional hydration is essential for just about everyone. Sometimes, though, water may not be enough, and that's where Liquid IV comes in. They're the number one powdered hydration brand in America, and their hydration multiplier is something you're most likely missing in your daily routine. 
You don't even have to be a sports professional to enjoy it either. With just one stick, you can hydrate twice as fast than using water alone. It has three times the amount of electrolytes than leading sports drinks. It's made from non-GMO ingredients, and it's chock full of essential vitamins. I personally enjoy the passion fruit flavor, but there are other great refreshing flavors you can choose from as well. So whether you're out landscaping, plowing a parking lot in a snowstorm, heading out for that afternoon jog, or even just feeling run down, Liquid IV is your go-to source for all hydration and wellness. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code WEATHERLOUNGE, capital W, capital L, at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code WEATHERLOUNGE at liquidiv.com. And welcome back to the Weather Lounge. I'm meteorologist Mike Mahalik. I'm here with our producer, Mike Priante, and of course, uh, my co-host, Brad Miller. Yes. And yes, we are talking about leap year in today's podcast. And to get started, uh, I guess we'll answer the most important question. Yeah. Why do we Brad, do this? <laughs> why do we do this? I know you looked it up and, you know, I, I, I know myself, but maybe some listeners don't. And uh, explain what what's going on. Why are we just adding years or days to the calendars? Jeez, well, not years. My goodness. Yeah, well, te- technically, <laughs> one one regular year. We'll call it a regular calendar year. It takes us 365.2422 days to complete that orbit around the sun. So basically, 365 and a quarter. Okay. Now, why couldn't the solar system just be <laughs> well, I know. nicer to us than that, right? So, so <laughs> to make up for it, for, to make up for the, the quarter, every four years, we have to add one extra day to the calendar year so we don't get like, you know, all discombobulated. Um, yeah. and, and if we didn't do this now, the seasons would begin to drift. So think about it. If we didn't, mm. if we, I mean, and, and how long, you know, going back to, you know, AD and stuff, you know, it's been what, 2024 years. So imagine if we didn't do that and how messed up we would be by now with the seasons. I mean, we'd basically be like winter and summer would be opposite. Right. Um, I, I don't know. So I guess, you know, that that's, that's why we do it. But um, I, I was just thinking, yeah, when I was Big July snowstorm coming in. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, what if, what if we went the other way? What if it, uh, if we had like 364.75 days, we have to subtract a day every four years. So think of it that way. Hmm. <laughs> but yeah, well, that'd be weird. Yeah, it is true. You know, and I do notice too, that, you know, 365.2422 isn't exactly going to work out to an extra day. Um, every year either, but, um, I, I was curious. So I thought, well, what do we do about this extra, <laughs> this, this little bit that's not, there, there's still a little bit there left. Yeah. There's still what right. point, uh, seven, eight of a day or no zero, right. Point right. Zero seven, eight of a day. Yeah. So Brad, do you know when the first leap day was, or at least when was the last time we like, we said, let's, let's do this. It's fine, Mike. You can just interrupt my train of thought. Come on, man. <laughs> I was going to explain to everybody what happens because we have this offset uh, decimal here, but Hey, whatever you, you go then. <laughs> all right. All right. No, 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 no. Okay. You know what? No. How about this? Mike, you go and talk about what you were going to talk about <laughs> and then i'm going to go and talk about what i'm going to talk about this is the problem with having two mics on a podcast we just two uh, mics there's so many mics two, i mean we need another brad two. there's actually five mics no, yeah there's five. <laughs> <laughs> correct wait uh, all right i'm going to turn off my mic now <laughs> no there's six correct six mics 
Oh no, no five because no, we got a bribe. No, of course. Yeah. I anyway, five mics anyway. and a Brad. Yeah, five mics and a Brad. You got it. Anyway, but that little extra bit that's not quite going to work out. What happens is that we skip a leap year every now and then. So oh, here's see, how it I works. didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. This is how it works to make sure everything works out with our, you know, weird 365. I thought it was just straight above, every uh, four years. You know, it's like it's like uh, pi the way it goes. You know, <laughs> <laughs> all the numbers that keep 3. going. One four one five six. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. So. This is the rule. So if the year is divisible by 100 and not divisible by 400, the leap year is skipped. Hmm. So the year 2000 was a leap year, for example, but the year 1700, 1800, 1900 were not. Ah, uh, I got you. So that'll make up once every who knows how long. Yes. So the next time we skip a leap year will be in 2100. 2100. Yep. Yeah. I'll, I'll be ready for it. Yeah, you'll I'll be, be ready six for feet it. under, but <laughs> you'll be ready for you know with the worms. Yeah, yeah, you know. But anyway, speaking of things long in the distance, I always thought this is kind of off tangent too. But I always thought when the next time Haley's comet would come, and I know that's off in the distance too. But I think I was going to be like ninety something, so that's, uh, that's like that's like my goal, right? Yeah, I'm going to make it to Haley's comet returning. Will you be alive in 2061? 2061 there's a Halley's Comet that's, that's when it is that's about 40 uh, 38 years I think Ugh. oh well of course alright well then you're gonna see it congratulations you're gonna see it <laughs> 38 years I mean we'll be good yeah right you know I was, I was 38 you know I'll be in my 80s but uh, I, I might there make you go. I'm trying to make it to the solar eclipse next month wait did you say 38 years I think 38. It's Ooh, 2061. I might, be, I might be 90. Wow. Oof. I don't know if I'm going to be able to see that. Well, you might. No, wait. It's all good. I might be 80. 80, 80 I'll be, be fine. fine. I'll be fine at 80. 90 maybe Imagine not, what the no. telescopes would be like, too, in 2061. That is true, although maybe I might not be touch, able to see through it. Maybe be able to then, touch well. the comet by then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, it would be interesting to see, uh, you know, what some of these telescopes do see, um, like the Webb telescope and all that. I don't know if they could look at it. it might be too bright. Um, anyway, Mike, I know I interrupted you earlier and, you know. No, maybe I interrupted <laughs> you. I mean, maybe it's my fault for doing this. This is why you're only on every now and then. This yeah. is why, I, hey, this is not, <laughs> I didn't have to be here. This was Brad's idea to bring me on again. So yeah. you could tell Brad, hey, Mike, we need to have Mike on again. Okay, well, you know, here I am it's again. It's fun so to I, have three people when we're talking about fun stuff. We, we just bring you in for the fun stuff, Mike, you know. Oh, the fun stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, anyway, yeah, so one thing that Brad didn't mention was that, um, so this was uh, initially uh, back in 45 BC by Julius Caesar. Of course, he's the one who developed the, the Julian calendar, right? So, like, you know, that that's sort of like his idea of changing the Gregorian calendar. Um, and the idea was obviously, you know, the rule for leap year we talked about every four years, you add another day. Um, so it was all because of him, which is crazy to think about it because that was back in 45 BC. And, like, if, if you know anything about history, you know, you know that, like, back in the day, I mean, this is, over over 2000 years ago like 
the the concept of science was still like not well adapted by the public. So like, and even back then, you know, like there there were issues with like how you know planetary, um, how we revolve around the sun, or we or the sun revolves around us. Yeah, there was some uh, problems with that. Yeah, they weren't sure. And you and you also had like a lot of religious things that got involved. I mean, you know, we're talking like years down the road. This continued all the way through like the 15, 1600s. There were still people saying that we revolve around the sun. Well, yeah, I was gonna say like the flat earthers too. I mean, there's still well, people that's out there. you know, that's <laughs> you can't win them all. But I, I mean, but 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 at least in today's society, that there is a idea that you know we we have science. But back then. Almost everyone was quote unquote a flat earther, but that was because there was no, there was nobody to really say like, well, it's different because they were always seen as like crazy people like, oh yeah, they're whatever his, you know, like Galileo, who know, who cares about Galileo, right? Um, Wasn't it like Archimedes or something that figured out the earth was round years ago? Was it Archimedes? I don't know. I I think we just proved that like two years ago that the earth is not flat. Oh, did we really? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, you know what? The Earth is actually a donut. Did you hear about is that? It? Oh, my God. Okay. All righty. We're getting off track. All right. So I just wanted to add my little tip. Hey, we're having fun here, right? That That's why I'm here. So, <laughs> you, know, you know what's amazing, though, is is the is the, the amount of science that, like, back then that they could actually prove. I mean, think about it. I mean, you know, think about the math that we all went through just to get our meteorology degrees and things like that. But think about, like back in the 1300s and 1400s and how good like Julius Caesar and, and math and Galileo and these guys were able to, you know, and women too. I mean, and, and it's crazy to think about how good math was back then. So anyway, um, just to go back to the spherical earth thing. So 500 BC, Pythagoras first proposed the earth was spherical. So Pythagoras... Pythagoras. Yeah, so I, theorem probably, right? Yeah, I think it's the same guy. Um, so he he figured that it he proposed that it might be, you know, a sphere um, first, and then Aristophanes figured out that it what the circumference of the proposed sphere was. So yeah, this goes back a long time. Yeah, I was gonna say it's it's amazing. So. Now we're, uh, we know why we have leap year. Do you know, do you guys know what a leapling is? Um, is that what they, is that what you call a baby <laughs> frog, a leapling? <laughs> no. Ooh, I like that. I might call them leaplings from now but on. But in this world right now, there's about 5,000 leaplings. Yeah. Wait, there's only 5,000 people. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, guess... 5 million. 5 million leaplings. Okay, I'm okay, like... My bad. 5,000 sounds really, really yeah. low. So yeah, so a leapling is just someone that was born on a February 29th. So they celebrate their birth. Of course, they celebrate a birthday every year, but technically they only enjoy their birthday. Oh, well, yeah, they, they only they only celebrate their birthday on the, well, technically every the 29th. Every four years, yeah. yeah. My, my uncle's a, a leapling, quote Yeah, unquote. I know two people that are so, leaplings, too. yeah. So do they you know celebrate on the 28th or March 1st? March 1st. I don't know. I guess it's up to them. It's been it's been weird because like my uncle, like usually like whenever we celebrate it, because I have another cousin who was born on the 1st. So we usually group them together. So we celebrate their birthday on the 1st of March. I would say the 1st of March also. Yeah, because technically you still have to live through the 28th, which is always going to be there. So it would have to be either 29th or the 1st. Exactly. So I would say the 1st is probably the more 
proper day to celebrate a birthday, which I imagine. And you know what's cool about leaplings is they only age one year every four years. So, I mean, you know, there's some leaplings out there that are, you know, 200 years old right now. I should, I'm sorry, they're, they're 50 years old, but they're actually 200. <laughs> what? No, that's impossible. But Other then, way around. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, how are they older? Yeah, exactly. They'd be younger. Sorry. Sorry. No, there's people that are 50 that are, yeah. you know, a person's like 20 is five. Five. Imagine that though. That'd be kind of cool. You only age one year every four if you're lucky enough to well, be. Well, no, because link. then what if like you know you, you go to a bar and they ask for your ID and you're like, actually, sir. Yeah, so I, I wonder how that works. They they must like officially have their birthday at a changed, maybe. I guess to have a proper age. Yeah, I, I'd imagine it's probably something where like they probably like I guess like government wise like it's the 29th, but they probably like assume the 31st or sorry the first. Yeah. Like you can't like would they let you celebrate on the twenty eighth or would you have to? I don't wait think for they the can. Yeah, technically, I think, uh, I think I'm going to go with the March first. Yeah, it has to be March first. Yeah, be midnight. So I assume March then 1st. every single place you go to legally in whatever country or whatever government, you you pretty much I guess would have to follow the first. Like your birthday is the first for all intents and purposes because there's no twenty ninth every four year uh, every three years before the the leap year. So, um. Unless you're talking the year, you know, uh, 1900, 2100, which I guess in those years would be a little different. But so, Brad, who do we have that who are some famous people that are leaplings? I looked up a couple. I mean, there's there was Dinah Shore. I mean, I, I only remember her from the golf tournament. They used to do the Dinah Shore golf tournament. Oh. <laughs> I, I, I know she was a what an actress a long time ago. She was born in 1900, though. So, I mean, that's. Yeah, 1916, it says. Oh, 1916, right, right, right. And then um, Tony Robbins. Okay, yeah, motivational speaker. Motivational yeah. speaker. And, and probably the, the, the one that you know I would definitely recognize is Ja Rule. Yeah. Born in 1976. Rapper, right? Yeah. yeah he's, a, he's a leapling. You know, Superman was born on the 29th. Was he? Apparently. Oh, I don't know. Actually, like the character or the person like who played? <laughs> no, 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 no. We're talking about the character, Superman. The character. So we're not talking about Christopher Reeve. Although he or was born on a different planet, did they? Do they? Do they like? Did they? Did they do the conversion for this? You know what? That's a good question. He's a he's an alien. He's not born on Earth, so he, alien. <laughs> well, you know, he wasn't born on Earth, so I mean, yeah, you know, that's true. Um. Yeah, you know, that's the that's the thing about uh I always found strange, you know, this is like going kind of deep, but about time, it's just a construct that we made up to keep track of things basically. You know, it's it's like you like other things are more solid like the mass of an atom, say, right? That's going to be the same no matter what. You know, you might call it something different in, instead of, you know, whatever you want to measure it in, but but it's always going to be the same amount. But time, you're just kind of, you know, making it up. We made it up based on our time around the sun, and you know, the the time the Earth rotates on its axis. And what's to say somebody else who lives in a different solar system said, "Well, what are you talking about? My year is only 250 days, and you know, my my day is you know 48 hours." You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I mean, based on that, you could also assume like you know, oh. Who's to say that an hour 
consists of 60 minutes what what if an hour consisted of 72 minutes i mean <laughs> we, we 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 made this up based on whatever right yeah. exactly well it, we made it up on the on the amount of time it takes for the planet to, like like mercury a day on mercury is a lot shorter than earth versus you know a day on like saturn is a lot longer than earth because it takes that much longer to go around you know sun well that's because we decided on using our earthly time construct scales based yeah. on, uh, scales based on that so like if we had different different views on what an, a day was an hour was then those saturn uh timetables the jupiter timetables would change so right. it is based on us but yes i i mean it is different on different planets in the solar sure. system i mean just uh, you know another example would be like the speed of light right it's always going to be the same now we measure it in you know miles per hour or whatever we measure it in and it might be measured in some other unit by some alien out there um but it's still going to equate Constant, to the right. same thing um so that's why I, I always found time interesting but i think we're getting a little bit too off track uh should we get to the weather aspect of yes well, this is year? a weather podcast so i think we probably should be talking yeah, about yeah, weather, people right? out there are probably thinking like okay Mike, enough with your time weird construct. Now you just blew my mind. I don't know what to do about it because time's <laughs> not real. Anyway, Einstein and I were talking the other day. Yeah, relative. Uh, good, good old, good old, good old friend Einstein. Um, but anyway, yeah, let's let's jump into the weather side of things. Um, and of course, you know, let's bring weather because if you think about it, we talked about how leap day a leap day occurs every four years. So then, what happens to the weather that day? Because the 29th is such a special day. You can't say, oh, it's not a leap year. So the weather, like, what's the record for the, the first of March? Well, first of March happens every year. We just skipped that day. Yeah. <laughs> just skipped 29th. What happened to the 29th? Well, I have, uh, did, I did some research. Um, and uh, this is courtesy of Brian Brett Schneider on, on Twitter slash X, whatever you call it. Um, and he, uh, four years ago, cause we had our last leap year 2020, he listed a couple of uh, interesting facts, uh, uh, basically records, uh, on leap day, on the leap day. Um, so let's start off with, cause we're still in winter technically, uh, the coldest, uh, temperatures on leap day history, um, in the lower 48 to start off, uh, it was negative 42 degrees Fahrenheit in West Yellowstone, Montana in 1960. Hmm. Typical culprit, always cold out there. Yeah, Montana. I think Montana is one of the coldest. I th don't quote me on this, but I think Montana has the record for the coldest temperature in the lower 48. Yeah, I think, I think so. So that would make sense. Um, but it's not the coldest temperature in the United States on leap on a leap day. That was in Hughes, Alaska in 1956. They got down to negative 66 degrees. Wow. I mean, at that point, at that point, it doesn't matter, right? Yeah. Anything past like negative 30, who cares? You know, it's going to be probably the same feel on your skin. It's maybe like a frostbite happens faster, but it's still pretty bad. <laughs> now, it's good that you have these um, national uh, records, uh, Mike, because uh, we also did some records within our areas that, you know, we cover at Weatherworks here. And, you know, we cover around the whole United States with our certified snowfall totals product and our other, and our other, um, products. But, um, you know, for our forecasting area, you know, we have basically Chicago through the East coast and we did a couple of, we had, uh, our data analyst, uh, Cody Hewitt, um, take a look at 
some of those uh, records in those zones from basically Chicago through the East Coast, like I said, since 1952. So to compare, the coldest day in that area was zero degrees in 1980. Can you guess which city, which major city in our zone? Hmm. It was Washington, D.C. Yeah. Pretty pretty bad guess, Mike. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I say <anyway>. Chicago. <laughs> Chicago is right. Good job, Brad. Um, yeah, Chicago, zero degrees in 1980. So a far cry from uh, 42 below and 66 below. Yeah. Now that's, uh, I mean, can you imagine negative 66 in Chicago? I mean, that. I mean, a wind chill maybe. But that's still a yeah. stretch. But like, yeah, that'd be. I think the all-time Illinois record is somewhere in the twenty-ish below yeah. zero. Yeah, maybe. I think it's just um, it just gets too gets tough to really like even get that cold because I would imagine too these cold uh, these cold readings in Montana are probably higher up in elevation. So your chances of even getting colder, like Illinois is a very flat state, so their their elevation is not that high up. So your chances of even getting colder, you really need the best conditions, right. but you probably only get to like negative 30 at that point. So that would make sense. I guess we want to go to, uh, let's keep the winter train going. On the flip side. Well, I, before I flip to hot, let's continue the winter train. The winter train. Snowfall wise, the highest snowfall total was actually a big snowstorm that occurred um, in the Rocky, or not the Rockies, the uh, the Sierra Nevada um, in the 40s. Um, it was 33 inches at Cisco Ranger Station in California in 1944 on leap on leap day. Um, so, I mean, there might, there might've been more. I didn't look at the record on like the first of March or the 28th. I don't know if there was more snow before or after that date, but what I know is on that date, the 29th, 33 inches was the highest recorded in California. Um, elsewhere across the country. Um, and even into our parts of, of our area too, closer enough, Wyoming in 2004 in Lander, Wyoming, 21.8 inches of snow fell. Wow. In Wardsboro, Vermont in 1948, 21 inches of snow fell. And tying that 21 inches in Eklutna, Alaska in 1992. They got about the same amount of snow. So what's with the 21? I don't know. <laughs> 21 is uh I don't know. Just a popular number, I guess. I that that's just a coincidence. I was like, this can't all be right. <laughs> Twenty one inches. Um, but uh I guess let's now flip it back to you, Mike, and let's bring some climo for snow now that we're still on the snow train in our in our regions, northeast, mid Atlantic, and the Midwest. Yeah, sure. Um so you know, we went through those years and it, and it's interesting too on it actually snows. I would say quite often on leap year um, compared to average. I mean, we looked at about 18 seasons. Um, so we've seen measurable snow in, in places like, um, well, actually the most days with measurable snow on leap year was actually Indianapolis. Indianapolis, yeah. Uh, five out of the last 18 and that's 28%. That's that's actually quite high. And I didn't expect Indianapolis for that. No. You know, no, I was expecting something like, I don't know, Boston, Boston or something like that. Well, Boston had four out of the last 18 years. So that's 22%, a little bit less. Um, and this is uh, since 1952, 52, correct? Right. Yes, yes, yes. 18 leap days since then. 
yes, yeah, so we're not we're not going through all of history, but at least through 1952. Um, and you know, it, it's interesting that we talk about measurable snow, and that's at least 0.1 uh, inches um, or more. Um, but a trace is usually recorded if there's not enough quite to register on a ruler, um, but there might have still been a dusting on the ground or there might have been a snow flying that day or something to that effect. A so, widely scattered coating. Right. Sure. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, we we used to call that a, a bunch of different things when I was first starting here at Weatherworks from, uh, you know, spotty dustings, dustings to some people like to call it skiff. Skiff, I was going to yeah, say. Skiff, a skiff of snow, of snow um, <laughs> which I always found odd and kind of old-timey. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, so Chicago sees the most – saw the most days since 1952, most leap days with some sort of snow flying, and that was 50%, 9 of 18, and actually tied with Boston at 50%. So there's where our Boston comes in. And as far as the most amount of snow falling on leap day since 1952, it is Hartford with 4.4 inches in 2012. So there you go. There's some stats around the areas. Now it's funny though, because Hartford doesn't have the most snow on the ground on that day. So that actually goes to Indianapolis at 11 inches, 11 inches on the ground, which is a pretty good amount for Indianapolis, I would yeah, say, really. based it on must, recent They years. must have gotten hit just by a storm right like the, that day. Yeah, right before leap year or something like that. Yeah, it was in 1984 that that happened um, to have the most on the ground. So, um, so yeah, that's kind of our, our regional climo from you know the northeast quarter of the country. Um so uh, just to kind of bring it in perspective that, yeah, not everybody's going to see 21 inches of snow <laughs> like all those other places um, that you had mentioned. All right. Enough of winter. I'm I'm sick of it. Let's <laughs> let's now go into and into... still have a month left, Mike. I know. <laughs> um, but let's go into now the warmer side of things. So going back to uh, the record for the hottest temperature across the lower 48. Um, which I'm actually curious now, the lower 48 is the hottest. I didn't look up Hawaii or Alaska. So if anyone wants to look up the hottest temperature in Alaska, in Hawaii and Alaska, probably not too high, but either way, uh, in 1940, it was actually tied in three places in Texas. It was Encino, Mission, and Westlaco. I think that's how I'm pronouncing it right. Westlaco, Westlaco, Texas, 100 Westlaco, degrees yeah. in 1940. Jeez, it was the wow. hottest temperature. Um, yeah, I mean, February yeah. 29th, 100 degrees. Yeah, it's pretty impressive. Hottest. And then I guess in terms of precipitation, that's not wintry. Um, can anyone take a guess where was the highest amount of rainfall like in the U.S. on the 29th? Um, take a wild let's go, guess. Let's go Florida. Let's go Miami. OK, Mike has Florida. What do you have, Brad? Uh Let's in the United States, Washington, Seattle area. Brad is Brad is half right in the lower 48. Brad <laughs> yeah. is right. The lower 48. But we're all forgetting our friend Hawaii. Ah, yeah. So Hawaii oh. has actually had multiple days of 10 inches plus uh, on, on, on the leap day. Multiple really? days. Yes. Huh. So let's go back. So uh, 
in Sappho, Washington in 1964 had the highest single day rainfall uh, in the lower 48 on leap day of 6.28 inches of rain. That's the highest on leap day in the lower 48. Back to Hawaii, eight separate days with 10 inch plus on leap day. So eight out of the, I guess, last 18, I believe. I don't know if, if there, I mean, it may not be the last 18. It might just be eight out of whatever. Yeah, in the past. whatever's on record, right? Since probably 1900 or, or, or a little before that or whenever they started. It seems like a lot of days with 10, 10 inch plus. plus. Yeah. I mean, I wonder if that would be um, similar if you looked up like, I don't know, the 28th or March 1st or something like that. It might just... actually, you know what, Mike, you're right. Because I think uh, uh, the highest ever recorded the next day had 10 inches. So like the okay. 29th had, 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 I'm about to say how much it is. It's a lot. And then the next day had 10 inches. So like they had two days of crazy rainfall. Must be the rainy season. Must be those ap- atmospheric rivers out there. Yeah, that could be for sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't claim to know uh, much about Hawaii weather, but Hey. So sorry for all of our, uh, cli- yeah. uh Hawaii cli- <laughs> climatologists out there that, that know. Yeah. They're just like, about- how could you not? I'm sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, the highest rainfall recorded, um, was, um, in, I'm going to pronounce this right. Puahakamoa, Hawaii. And it was 21 inches of rain. Kudos on that name pronunciation, by the way. I, I, I looked it up. I listened to it and I put it, I spelled it out phonetically. So I wasn't, I wouldn't screw it up. Perfect. But yeah, Puahakamoa and 21 inches of rain. That's, that's like, I mean, that's wow. not snow. That's 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 rain. Twenty one inches. Twenty one again. I see. Uh, what is up with this twenty one? Am I? Did I make a mistake here? Did did I just keep subconsciously write? Did I write twenty one subconsciously and like they actually had more? Yeah, this is this is quite interesting to me. I, I'm I'm sensing a uh, a pattern. I'm I'm gonna have to look this up because I <laughs> I swear. That that is what it was. Let me let me go take a look. I'm gonna look it up. All right, you take a look, and I'll flip over to our northeast quarter of the country here a little bit. And uh, so, yeah, 100 degrees was the hottest leap day across the nation. But this is where your DC comes in. Whoever said DC earlier? Um, 77 degrees in in DC. Um, was the they warmest back to back years too, right? Back to back yeah, years. Yeah, that's crazy. Same temperature, 1972, 1976. Um, and the most precipitation within our area was again DC, uh, 1.44 inches in 2012. So not 20. I wonder if that was in the form of snow. It was not. Ah. Uh. Yeah, unfortunately, it was not. Um, that was a warm year, I think. 2011, 20, 2012 was a very warm winter, I believe. I think you're right, Mike, but don't quote me on that. No, I think it was because I was in high school, and I remember that was a very not snowy winter. Yeah, there was one year when I was in high school, too, that was very not snowy. Um, oh, man, I don't know if it was. might have been 98, 99, I want to say. Somewhere in there. Oof, God. Anyway, um, I, I looked ago. up uh, Puahakamoa, and it was 1984. Okay. For everyone that wants to know when that happened, and yes, it is 21 inches. I'm not going crazy. These numbers are all real. I, I 
1984. That's the same year where the most snow was on the ground in Indianapolis at 11. Look at that. What a year. So maybe an atmospheric river ran river, from uh, yeah. maybe, yeah. Uh, Hawaii all the way through the southern part of the country into Indianapolis. Uh, it's possible. Well, there you go. I mean, yeah. <laughs> um, of course, you know, we talked about precipitation. We talked about snow. We talked about heat. But we would be remiss to not talk about other types of weather that occurred. Um, which of course is severe weather, you know, severe. Late February into March is always a big transition month, especially March. That month is yeah a big transition month for severe weather. Um, so back in 2012, again, 2012, bring back to that year, uh, we had the leap day tornado outbreak, um, uh, which actually it wasn't all on leap day. I mean, there were a few that happened on the 28th. There were two EFOs that were reported in North Platte, in, uh, New, uh, EFOs. Nebraska. EFOs. <laughs> EFOs. UFOs. EF zero. I always <laughs> say EFOs because it sounds better than saying, you know. EFO has a nice ring to it. I agree. I do like well, that. Why don't we say EFO? Well, because it's a zero, Mike. Well, yeah, but I mean, it sounds better. <laughs> EFO. EF zero. Like, there's just more Thank things you. to say. Well, I, I think I think Mr. Fujita would be uh, very upset with He you, would right? be honored, all right? Okay, <laughs> let me tell you something. He'd be like, yeah, that's right. But yeah, two EF zeros on the 28th, but a total of 42 tornadoes, a majority of those happening on the second day, the leap day. There were 10 in total EF zeros, 13 EF ones, 17 EF twos, one EF three, and the biggest one, one EF four. Uh, which was a Harrisburg Ridgeway, Illinois. That was the biggest, uh, the biggest storm. All of these tornadoes spanned seven states, four hundred and seventy-five wow. million dollars in damages, and wow. unfortunately, fifteen fatalities. So it was a pretty big event um, for Leap, and at the, the the of course the biggest tornado outbreak on Leap Day. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of tornadoes. So we will see what happens in the next four years. Um, there was a smaller outbreak in 1952. Um, there were eight tornadoes recorded. And of course, there was uh, another, well, not an EF4, but an F4, because the enhanced Fujita scale. That was the, yeah, before the enhanced Fujita scale. Before right. the enhanced Fujita scale came into effect, it was an F4. Uh, and that was, uh, and in total that, that outbreak was smaller, but it, it, it led to eight, five fatalities and 350 injuries. So it wasn't, uh, and probably that was all because, it, you know, back then in 1952, um, warnings were not as good. Um, I think I even remember, I don't know if it was before 1952 or after or around that time. You remember but, before 1952? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. Back in the day. Yeah. Are you a time traveler? Um, no, I read, I read about it, Mike. Come on. Okay. I'm not a time traveler. Why would you think I'm a time traveler? That's, that's a crazy idea. Definitely not a time traveler. <laughs> um, so, uh, I read about it that, um, I guess the, the weather bureau was what they were called at the time. They did not want to say the word tornado because they were afraid that it would cause like mass hysteria. Oh yeah. And, I do like, remember something about remember that. Yeah. yeah that the, the word tornado was not used very well and of course i think that changed in the 60s i think they started to really like okay this is a tornado warning like i think they i don't know what they called it but they didn't like to just throw out the word tornado willy-nilly because it was like such a taboo word at the time yeah hmm. interesting 
I think that might be another reason why, you know, you'd have like a lot of injuries and fatalities and problems because there wasn't a lot of like warning for it. Like you, you probably knew about the tornado like seconds before it hit. Now we have, I think a good amount of lead time. It's not the best still, like we could do way better, but it's way better than what it was. So, I mean, if that same leap day outbreak happened in 1952, man it would be way worse like i wouldn't even want to think about how bad that would have been well that's why they had sirens back then i mean they're kind of obsolete these days but i mean nobody had phones mm-hmm. and... they still have sirens now i mean they still they yeah still they do them. but i think they're only only because they're still they're still around because they're they were but they're, they're not building new sirens now because everyone gets the well, a lot of the sirens now. were also kind of leftovers from World War II as well. Yeah, the bomb yeah you're right. So they, they they honestly Eesh. came in handy um, for that. So a good thing. What's up, Mike? No, I was just you know talking about World War II and stuff and using those sirens for tornadoes, and it was just kind of kind of crazy to me. Um, I was also trying to th- figure out when did they change the tornado scale um, from the f scale to the ef scale i feel like that was not many years ago no i think it was what um, 2010 somewhere back then 2007 2007 oh it's, oh, it's right before my weatherworks huh. career That's yeah february 1st 2007 it got changed no because i i remember a time when you know it, there was a point where you know People were saying F and then, no, it's EF and no, yeah. it's F, you know. So it was, there was a time and I remember that, but that was about a, that happened a year before I started at Weatherworks. So okay. um, that, that's interesting because I remember before, you know, correcting people, no, it's EF. Well, you know, <laughs> EF, why it's enhanced, right? Because it takes into account not just the wind speed, because I think that's what the F, the Fujita scale was primarily wind speed this is wind speed plus damage right so that's why sometimes if you have these large tornadoes that go through cornfields and they don't damage anything you might might ask yourself oh that's like an ef ef4 but then it's like it doesn't do any damage so it's probably more like an ef2 probably (laughs) an ef2 or an ef3 yeah like realistically if that same tornado went through a residential you know, area or, 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 a, or a downtown area, it probably would have been classified higher because it would have done more damage. But because it happened in, you know, the middle of Nebraska in a cornfield, maybe a couple of cows got thrown around, unfortunately. But like, that's, <laughs> you know, I mean. <laughs> the cows are thinking to themselves like, hey, man, what about us? Yeah. You, know, you, you rate this thing an EF2? I got thrown two miles away. <laughs> My Ended up in Farmer, Farmer Bob's field instead of Farmer John's. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Mike's Sorry. drinking again on the job. No, no it, I swear this is water <laughs> in, in this. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry I brought it bottle. up, but anyway, EF, yeah, the enhanced Fujita scale is um, is based off of damage and, and wind speed. So again, um, you know, an, an F4 back in 1952 is probably not the same as an EF4 today because it's probably way different in terms of the scale of wind and, and damage. But yeah, I think uh, I think that's all I have on Leap Day. I'm sure we're probably missing a couple more things, but they're either minor or 
not in the United States. I mean, we could probably look at world weather with leap leap, leap day. Oh, yeah. There could yeah. be probably tons of things um, on that day, but that would be, we'd probably be here for two hours if we did that. Yeah. Um, but uh, <laughs> but it's probably getting to be around that time that we uh, we sign off here, guys. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, another fun one here uh, doing the, the old leap year, and uh, hopefully uh, the listeners out there learned a few things about the weather that happened on leap year, and also I know I did. You know why we do leap year, and you know of course space time and all that kind of fun stuff that we talked about too. And celebrate! Huh? We got to celebrate Leap Day today. <laughs> Don't forget about the cow. Yeah. Um, anyway. Don't forget about your leaplings too. Make sure leaplings. you check up on them and uh, <laughs> tell them yeah. happy birthday. That's true. That's true. Well, that's it for this Leap Year podcast uh, for the Weather Lounge. So be sure to follow WeatherWorks um, at weatherworksinc.com. Also, follow WeatherWorks on all those social media platforms out there. You can find us on just about everyone. So it's been a good time, and we'll talk to you soon. 